Today's shoe will begin at the very bottom of the Afchesomit Bays, where you see a bow tie shape, Omar Rebolozer. The bow tie is used over here and also on Daftes Omid Aleph. On the side of the Gemara, at the very bottom, you can see we have a bow tie shape under our Mivne heading, where we indicate this is Havlotas Rebolozer. We're accentuating, we're highlighting Rebolozer with this marking to make the structure easier to follow. The topic that we'll be discussing here, you can see, is featured on the side, on the, uh, the top of the Tesom and Aleph. We have a Nosei Klali, a general topic heading, where we've written Tainois Habal Sheinen Obsula. A man marries a woman that he thought was a virgin, was a Basula, that she had never cohabited with another man. And he claims, after their uh, first act of intimacy, he claims she's not a Basula. He feels, or you'll see, he doesn't see uh, Dam, and he claims that she is not a Basula. We should point out, as we've uh, been pointing out since the beginning of the Masifta, that in traditional or Gomorrah marriage, we find that there is Kiddushin, Erisin we call this, where a man offers the woman money in exchange for which she will agree to marry him. Money or something of money value, that's the Kiddushin. And in the case of a, uh, of a Basula, there is a there could very well be a very a long gap in time, up till 12 months, as we learned at the very beginning of the Masechta, between the Erusin, that first stage where she becomes an Ashesi, she becomes a married woman, and their actual living together as husband and wife in intimacy, which is called Nisuin. When a husband claims that she's not a Basula, there is the potential for... Uh, a uh, a problem that she was with another man in intimacy after she had uh, accepted the kiddushin from him several months earlier. If that's the case, she would be forbidden to her husband. The uh, topic heading reads... The Baal claims that she's not a Basula. Ne'emanuso Legabi. The issue of now, do we believe him with regard to the Oisra Alof that she would be usher to him? Based on his claim that she's not a Basula, he in effect is saying that she was with another man after I married her. So do we believe him with regard to that? And the second issue that comes up is Lahafsidu Ksubasa. Will she lose the Ksuba that she would otherwise be entitled to? A woman who's married gets at the point of her marriage, she receives a financial guarantee that in the event that she's widowed or divorced, so she gets compensated with the amount that's written into this document known as the Ksuba also the title of our, the name of our Masechta. So when he says that she is not a Basula, I thought she was a Basula, and it turns out she's not, does she lose the Ksuba based on his claim? 
Another marking that we're going to see immediately is a volcano shape or trapezoid. And this is under our Mivneh heading, explained as Havlata, a highlighting, Litzorach Omud base, where you're going to see on Omud base a similar shape. Ha'oimer Pesach Posuach Motsasi. He says, I found her to be, now literally, I found her to be open. That means that a Besula is a virgin, and the, we'll say, the entrance canal to the woman's uh, anatomy at the, the point where intimacy takes place is sealed before her first act of intimacy. His claim is, I found it to be open already, indicating that he is not the first one to have had intimacy with her. So that is his claim. And you see on Daf Tesom Aleph, a claim like that, and on Daf Tesom Beis, you see Rabbi Yehuda Omar Shmuel presenting a, same, a similar case. A man says, I found her to be uh, open already. And you will notice a, a profound difference between the number one, the approach that Rebbe Lozer introduces, where he says that as a result of her say of his saying, I found her to be a non-Basula, I found her to be open already, he is believed with respect to prohibiting his continued relations with her. In other words, he'll have to divorce her. So he's believed to forbid her upon him on the grounds that he is saying that she was with someone else after I already married her. However, as far as the Ksuba is concerned, Rashi adds that the man's claim that she was with another man is not going to be believed to the extent that she will lose out the Ksuba. So that when he divorces her, he'll have to pay her the amount that she is guaranteed uh, as a result of her agreeing to marriage. The second opinion, in other words, that volcano number two on Tesamid Beis, where a man claims Pesach Pesuch Matsasi, Shmuel there says he is believed all the way. He's believed even to cause her to lose the Ksuba. Now, with that introduction in place, we start the Gemara. Omar Rebelozer. And we continue now at the top of the Tesamad Aleph. Ha'oimer Pesach Posuach Motsasi. The man says, upon completing his first act of intimacy with his new wife, he says, I found her to be open already. In other words, she's not a Basula. Namon Lioisra Alof. His claim is believable with regard to himself that she is going to be forbidden to him. We look at Rashi at the top. Uh, the, uh, we'll say the, uh, the top line. He is simply saying, I found her to be open. He's not claiming that I didn't see any blood. Because as Rashi explains, based on the Gemara later on, she is from a family, she's from a family that 
doesn't shed blood or doesn't release blood when the first acts of intimacy take place with them. They're a, um, a family, let's say, of a, a, a blood-starved family. We'll put it that way. Come on. Or there was a uh, sheet upon which they had their intimacy, but the sheet got lost and he didn't know if there was blood on it or not. The blood is a sign that she was a basula, but here, if the sheet is lost, so he doesn't, he can't, uh, he can't uh, come to the conclusion regarding the issue of the blood. to him, this is clear. He found her to be open already. Rashi says, even though this is something that. There is no way to ascertain other than through his claim. In other words, we have to, either we believe him or not. So we say that we believe him with regard to prohibiting her upon him. That he can no longer be with her. He's making her into, chaticha disur means an, an, an entity of prohibition. But, to believe him regarding the financial aspect of things that she should lose out receiving a ksuba payment, that far we do not go. So he's believed in a uh, in a reflective or ref, uh, reflective fashion, where his comment reflects upon himself, namely he cannot be with her anymore. He's prohibiting himself from her on the grounds that his claim is that she was with another man after I. Uh, married her. That was the time of Kiddushin, which, as we said earlier, could have been several months earlier. The Gemara asks, V'amai, why is there any believability, even to Aser himself from her, to prohibit her from him? Sveik Sveikahu, we have a du- situation of a double doubt. A double doubt is, is a type of Halachic, uh, it's, a, it's a halachic concept which uh, almost in, throughout halacha we uh, do not entertain its possibility. In other words, the results of its possibility. A double doubt means it's far-fetched. What's the double doubt? Safek tachtov, safek ain't tachtov. His claim is that she has been with another man. But there's still an element of doubt. Was her intimacy with the other man after he had married her or prior to his having married her? If it was prior to his having married her, so we can call that in, 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 in common slang that was a, 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 a fling that she had with some guy. But that was, bef- it was pre-marital. It was outside the context of marriage. That does not prevent her from being with him, that doesn't prohibit her. So there's an el- there is that one element of doubt. Was she already married to him? Then it would be a serious matter, but maybe she wasn't already married to him yet. Yeah. And if you say that her uh, intimacy with another man was under him, meaning after she was married to him, after the Erizin, still there's another doubt. Sofeg Boinus, Sofeg Baratzon. It could have been a rape. So the rape also would result in her being opened if it was forced intimacy. And if it was forced intimacy, 
True, she had already been married to this man, but the forced intimacy by the rapist does not assert her, doesn't prevent her, doesn't forbid her. The True, there's Sophie Baratzen, maybe it was willing. And if it was willing, it was uh, uh, with, with her consent. So that would answer her. But we have this double doubt. The whole thing maybe took place before they were ever married. And even after they were married, the, inti- the, uh, the outsider intimacy was under, under duress, under rape circumstances. So she still wouldn't be prohibited. So why does Rebbe say that when the husband says, Pesach Pesuch Matzasi, that it has legal significance with respect to asering, prohibiting her. The Gemara answers, Lo, Tzricha, no, it's necessary to have Rebbe Lozer's din taught, Be'eshes Kohen. The man who is saying, I found her to be already, have had intimacy, I found her to be open already, this is a man that happens to be a Kohen. A woman who's married to a coin who is raped, uh, as uh, tragic and unfortunate as it may sound, she becomes usher to her husband. Not only if she is consenting, but even if she's raped. Being that the husband is a Kohen, there's a special Kohen standard that applies here, where the woman is prohibited. If that's the case, then there's only one element of doubt. It's a suffix. Was it before she was married to him? And if that's the case, so she'd be allowed, but maybe it was after she was already married to him. And intimacy after she's married to him, whatever kind of intimacy it is, she will be prohibited to her husband, who happens to be a Kohen. So the speaker in this case, uh, the top line, the man that was saying Pesach Pasuach Matsasi, was a Kohen. Vipoy Yaseimah, another approach, Bi'eshes Yisrael, the reason she is usher is going to be explained. But we are talking about a man who is a non-Kohen. And you'll ask, well, isn't there a double suffix? The girl, in this case, was married from before age three. She was a, a toddler when she got married. To many of us, it might sound odd, but you have to be aware that from the Torah standpoint, a father has the right, the power, to marry off his, uh, his um, minor daughter. As long as she is under uh, the age of adulthood, the father can marry her off. And what happened here is the father accepted marriage money from some man making the girl a married woman from under three years of age the, the fact that this husband finds her to be open is indicative of the act having taken place after she was already married to him so there is no doubt about that and you'll ask well how do you know that so the uh, explanation is that if she had been in intimacy before age three, physiologically that membrane that is broken would have grown back. After three, once it's penetrated, it doesn't grow back. Before three, it would have grown back. Now, when was she not married to him? She was, she was 
not married to him. She was unmarried prior to the age of three. Now this husband finds her to be open. What, what does that show us? It shows us that the intimacy that he claims she had was after age three. And at that point, she was definitely married to him. So you only have the doubt of was it, was it, whether it was Be'oynes or Be'ratzon. And uh, as far as we are concerned, so there's only one suffix. You don't have a double suffix. You have one suffix, and that is grounds for accepting his claim. And we said we accept his claim only with regard to his uh, being forbidden to continue living with her. The Gemara asks, "My Komash Malon, what is Rebbe Lozer telling us, Tanina? This information is already known from a Tanaic source. We look at Rashi uh, a few lines down from here. My Komash Malon, Tanina Sheadam Neman. We've learned in a Tanaic source that a person is believed Al Atzmo Lesor Lo Eshamuter Al Piv that a person can." prohibit upon himself something that otherwise would have been allowed. So, is that not the principle that Rebbe Lozer is trying to teach us? That a person is believed to prevent, to asser, to prohibit upon himself something that is otherwise allowed through his, uh, through his claims? That information is already known from an earlier source. I don't need the Amora Rebbe Lozer to tell me something that I know from Tanaic sources. And what does the Tanaic source say? A man says to a woman, uh, I married you. You're my wife. And she says, you never married me. He, Muteris Bekrovov, she is allowed to marry his relative. She can marry his brother, for example. As far as she is concerned, she's not married to this guy. And if she wants to, she can go and marry his brother. The who also Bekrovov said, however, he cannot marry her relatives, because as far as we are concerned, we are believing him. And he's claiming he's married to her, so halacha, the, the, the chumish, the Torah says, that a person cannot marry one's wife's sister. So he, can, he is also to marry her relatives. He can't marry her sister, he can't marry her mother, because as far as we are concerned, she, from his standpoint, she is his wife. What do we see from this? We see that a person is believed to prevent himself from that which otherwise would have been mutter. In other words, this woman's sister, she would have been an, uh, a candidate for his marriage, but he is claiming that he married her, not her. He married her already, so he can't marry her sister. So based on his own words, he prohibits himself from others that would have been mutter. So what do I need Rebel Lazar for? Think of more answers. Malditema hasam. If I would have had just that source, that source, which is a, a, a Mishnah in Maseches Kiddushin, Devadai Kim Lei. The comment he makes is a comment that he's making out of certainty. He knows from his own perspective, he knows what he did. It's not a matter of doubt in his mind, did, did he or did he not give her money? In his mind, he gave her money. So it's some Kimle, the Vade Kimle, he certainly knows what he did. Aval Hacha. With the uh, issue of intimacy and his claim, you know, I, uh, I think she was, she's, uh, I, I felt that she was open already. Make them Hudalo Kimle. That's something that there's room, there's a little, there's a margin, there's a margin of error that could be there. 
Rashi, let's take a look at Rashi, Aval Hacha. Rashi is toward the lower part of the narrow lines. We're talking about a man that was never married before. He's not expert in intimacy. This is a fellow that never had intimacy before. It's his first experience. So you can't say that he's really familiar with the, totally familiar with the uh, feelings that one might expect. He might very well have encountered an actual basula, a non-opening, but he thought he thought it was open. And really it wasn't. It wasn't already open. And had I not had Rebel Ozer, I would think that she shouldn't be Osir on him. Komash Molon, that's what I need Rebel Ozer to tell me, and that's what the Gemara says. Komash Molon, Rebel Ozer tells me that even in a claim like that, where there's a lower level of certainty, he is believed. And he's believed to prohibit upon himself that which otherwise would have been mutter. The Gemara now asks a question. You notice the question lasts a number of lines. Omi, Oma, Rebelozer, Hachi. Would Rebelozer really have said this? That a woman who, um, who acts in a harlot, harlotry fashion uh, becomes a uh, Usser through the claims of the husband. The Dormer um, Rebbe more goes on with uh, another comment of Rebbe There's a bracketed section which uh, indicates that that which is inside the brackets, as our note uh, points out, is not an accurate presentation. But after the brackets, you find the accurate statement of Rebbe so if we skip the brackets momentarily, Rabbi Lozer says, "Ein isho baila, elo al iske A woman does not become usher to her husband unless there was a warning beforehand that the husband issued to the wife not to be with some other guy, and he specifies the other guy's name. And ustira means, and there is evidence that she went into private with that other guy after she was warned. And we and and only under those circumstances. By the way, that's called the parsha of Soita, and it's featured in the Chumash in, in Sefer Bamidbar in Parshas Noso. There's a whole Masechta dedicated to that topic. And so Rebbe Lozer is telling us that a woman does not become prohibited to her husband unless there was a formal warning and there's uh, there's uh, evidence that she went into private. And and how do I know that that only through that does a woman become usher to her husband? From the incident that happened, that's a the Gemara is um, being rather uh, covert or vague when it says the incident that happened. The incident that happened was, is a reference to the story of King David and Bas Sheva, who was a, a woman who had been married to Uriah, Uriah Hachiti, and uh, under, we'll say, uh, questionable circumstances, uh, uh, cloudy circumstances, David took her as a wife, and he was able to remain with her. Uh, so from that incident, we learn that if in the absence of Kinui and Stira, the woman does not become Usr. We nevertheless see a difficulty from Rebel Lozer's comment. Kinui and Stira in, what 
prohibits a woman from her husband? Only a situation where there had been a warning and subsequent privacy with the other guy. Pesach posuach lo, but a claim of uh, the uh, opening being there already before I came. Uh, that is not something we believe. That's not something that will prohibit her. So what do we see? We see that Rebbe Lozer is, is, is delineating under what circumstances does a woman become prohibited to her husband. Through Kinui Ustiro. The Kinui is the warning not to be with some other guy and then she goes ahead and goes into private with some other guy and at that point she in fact becomes usher to her husband until she drinks the water in the base Hamikdash without getting into all the details. But that's a that's the formula through which the woman becomes usher. However, just the mere claim of Pesach Pasuach Motzasi, Rabbi Lozer doesn't say that would be effective in prohibiting her. That's the question. We skipped a few lines because of the uh, inaccuracy of the text within the brackets. And we say, of course, the Fida Gemara, it's inaccurate. So now let's read that. How could Rebel Lazar say that a person become that a woman becomes usher based on her based on his claim of Pesach Posuach Motsasi? We now continue in the bracketed section. A woman does not become usher to her husband unless he had warned her not to be with some other fellow, and he mentions his name, and Ustira, and, and she then goes into private with that other guy, and uh, say witnesses uh, can testify that they saw her go into private. They don't see the actual act, but they can say that at that point, if there was formal a formal warning, and, there were, and there's evidence that she went into private, she becomes also to her husband. Ukemaisisha, based on the story that took place, uh, the story, as we said before, is a reference to this incident involving Bathsheba with King David and his taking of Bathsheba. The Gemara asks, Vitisbrov, and explain yourself. <laughs> the story with Bathsheba, did, did, did there have, was there Kinui and Sir? Did Uriah, her husband, warn her not to be with King David? No, there was no warning on his part. And uh, and as far as evidence of being in private, we don't see those things in that particular story. So how can you how can Rebelozer say that a person becomes usher to his wife through Kinnon and Stir based on that incident? And that incident we didn't find those el- those elements. Vioid and furthermore, Mi Asruha was she prohibited? If you look at the Rashi, Vioid Mi Asruha Uriah. The, was she prohibited to Uriah? Was she, after uh, King David had been with her, was she prohibited to go back to her original husband Uriah? Rashi continues, If she had been prohibited to Uriah, she would have been prohibited to David. To King David, the Kaimalon, we have a rule. If a woman is declared as being prohibited to her husband, so she would be prohibited to the paramour as well. The Gemara then responds, As far as this um, dependence upon the Maisa Shahoya and Kinyan Stira, 
which uh, never took place over there, that's not a problem. Hachi you have to re-read or uh, re-understand Rebbe Lozer as follows. A woman does not become usher to her husband unless there was a formal warning beforehand and, a, and subsequent evidence that she went into private with some other guy. And that is the only way a woman becomes usher. We know from that story with Bathsheba where there was no Kinui and Stira, and we know that there was no prohibition. We know that she had not been prohibited to Uriah by virtue of the fact that eventually David HaMelech continued to live with her and to marry her, and they lived as husband and wife. Mikol Malkum Kashya, there still remains a problem for us, as far as the opinion of Rebbe Lazar. Kinu Yustira in Pesach Posuach Lo. What is the mechanism that prohibits a wife, if there was a, a warning on the husband's part, and stira and privacy uh, between the, uh, the woman and the paramour? That asers, but a claim of Pesach Posuach, that doesn't asser. The Gemara responds, and it says, are you serious that that the only way to prohibit a woman from her husband is through a kiss through kinui and stira? Ulitamech, this is an answer, this is a response. Is that really so? Ulitamech kinui stira in lo. you're according to the way you're formulating the question, the only way, according to Rabbi Lozer, that a woman becomes usher is through kinui and stira, through the husband warning her and her subsequently going into private. Are you telling me that and, and not witnesses? In other words, if two witnesses came and said, we saw your wife in, uh, in intimacy with another man, would they not be believed? Of course they'd be believed. So we see that it's not Kinu Ustira exclusively that asers. There are other methods of asering. Uh, the other other methods include two witnesses that say she was Mizana, she was harlotress with some other man. Rather, thusly, Rebel Lazar says, The first point that he was making, that Rebel Lazar is making, a woman does not become prohibited on her husband by virtue of the testimony of a singular witness. You need to have two witnesses. If one witness comes and says, I saw your wife in intimacy with another man, we would not take him seriously. He's not believed. You need to have two witnesses. There is an exception. If you have uh, a husband that warned his wife not to be with some other fellow, and then there is evidence that she went into private with the other fellow. And then one witness comes and says, I saw her uh, commit an act of intimacy with some other guy. Since the one witness and his vivid testimony was preceded by Kinui Ustira, we will believe a singular witness. 
In general, a, a singular witness just popping out and saying, I saw, I saw your wife in intimacy with some other guy, that would have no effect. However, one witness coming on the heels of Kinu Yonskira, the, we, we would believe him. And that's based on Psukim. Rashi goes through the sources for that. And another point that Rebbe Lazar made, Upesach posuach kishnei eidim domi. A husband's claim that I, that she was open already, that she was not a basula, that she was with another man, his claim is like two witnesses with regard to himself. It's considered a statement of clarity. Rashi says, three lines from the bottom, toward the end of the line, the Pesach Pesuach, the claim the husband makes on his own that I felt she was open already this claim is effective to prevent to prohibit her from him like two witnesses as it is something that is clear to him to this husband that she was in intimacy with some other man uh and in, as far as we're concerned, as far, with another man, after there's this element of doubt, it, would, it was after, there's a suffix at least, that it was after she was already married to him. Or as we saw before, it's uh, an Aceous Kohen, that he's a Kohen, even if it was uh, uh, an act of rape, still she would be ushered to him, because there is that element of doubt. Uh, it, it may have taken place after she was already married. In light of what we have said, that a, um, uh, a claim made with certainty could create prohibition, you might ask, the incident involving David and Bathsheba, why was she in fact not made prohibited to David. According to Rashi at the very bottom, uh, according to Rashi, there were many people that were aware of what had taken place. And as we said before, if uh, witnesses uh, see that a married woman was with another man, as according to Rashi, that is the case with regard to David being with Bathsheba, a woman married to another man. How could ultimately David take her as a wife? You have a married woman experiencing intimacy with someone other than her husband. That would answer her, that would prohibit her on her husband and on the paramour, in this case David. Toysavis has another approach to this, but we're going to stick with Rashi just for the sake of simplicity right now. The Gemara answers, Hosom Oynes Have. There, she was under duress. When she was with David, she couldn't resist him, and uh, couldn't resist him, and therefore the act is an act of Oynes, beyond her control. You don't have a woman that was... A, you don't have a case of a married woman willingly participating in intimacy with another man. If it's lacking that element of willingness, so she does not become usher to her husband. And if she doesn't become usher to her husband, she eventually is not usher to the paramour either. Viboy is saying another explanation 
for Bathsheba is that when David actually had intimacy with her, she wasn't a married woman anymore. And by the way, note that this is a part of a long answer. So Rav, uh, Rav Yoynason teaches us, we continue at the top of Omid Beis, Kol Beis David, all soldiers that went to wars waged under the auspices of King David, get Krisus Kaisif Ishto. The men going out to battle would divorce their wives before going to battle. That, of course, would solve any problems of a man lost in battle, leaving a woman unsure of whether her husband is alive or not, and leaving, creating a problem of an aguna, a woman who is uh, prevented from remarrying because her husband might still be alive. This way, that problem was solved by the fact that all soldiers going into King David's battles would divorce their wives. And the, uh, the source for that is a posuk. What does that phrase mean? Tony Rav Yosef. Those things that create a mixture between him and her. What, that's, what does that mean? Marriage is a situation where the man and woman are bound together. They're, they're combined with one another. So the Pesach is saying the, uh, the marriage, which is the uh, entity that, that combines them, tikach, remove it. Uh, in very simple terms, it's a reference to a divorce. So that from here we see that before going into battle, husbands would divorce their wives. Uriah, who was Bathsheba's husband, had gone into battle. Prior to that, he had divorced her. So she was a woman really available to King David under totally mutter circumstances, totally um, permitted circumstances. Note that we have a point that is going to be made that lasts a number of lines. On the side of the Gemara, we have a Nosei topic heading, Divrei Abaye. Abaye says that Nitan Lahavi Siwa the Divrei Belazer Mi Mishnah One can uh, produce support for a Belazer from our Mishnah, Di Ishto Neeseres Alav Betainis Pesach Pasuf, that a woman becomes prohibited to her husband through his claim of Pesach Pasuf. So now the Gemara. Omar Abaye, Af Anan Nami Tanina. We glance at Rashi. Af Anan Nami Tanina, the Tayyi Pesach Pasuach Matsasi, a man who says about his wife upon their uh, first act of intimacy, I felt that she was open. Osra Olov, he prohibits her upon himself. Veloi Amrinon, and we don't say Lo Kim Lei, that he doesn't really know where he cannot ascertain but rather if he says it we accept it at face value that she was already opened we continue back in the Gemara the Mishnah that uh, Abaye quotes our Mishnah Basulo Nises Leom Horavi our Mishnah said that Besulos, virgin marriages, take place on Wednesday, Leon Revi, in Leon Chamishi Loi. 
on Wednesday, yes, but on Thursday, no. My time off. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we have uh, weddings taking place on Thursday? We're afraid that he will cool off. What does that mean? Uh, if the marriage takes place on Thursday and they uh, then have intimacy, we'll say Thursday night. When will the courts sit in session? The next time they sit in session is on the following Monday. And if this husband feels that um, feels that she was with another man. By the time the court sits in session next Monday, he might cool off and be forgiving and continue living with his wife in effect in sin. Because if she was with another man, she's prohibited to him, to her husband. Ulamai. The question is uh, explained by Rashi. Ulamai kapti rabbonon imakradaita. Regarding what is it that the rabbonon are concerned he might cool off? If the fear is that he'll cool off and he'll end up paying her aksuba, that when he decides to divorce her, he'll give her aksuba, which is not really due to her. Let him give it to her. What? Uh, why should we uh, be so concerned with uh, with with uh, her losing the suba if he's willing to give it to her? What we're worried about is that he'll cool off from a situation where she should be prohibited to him. And he'll end up maintaining a wife that's forbidden to him. And he is coming with a claim. And we don't want him to cool off from the following claim that he would that, that, they, that he would make had he not cooled off and in fact is the case by our insisting on weddings taking place on Wednesday he won't cool off by Thursday which is just the very next day when the courts sit in session he's not cooled off yet and he's making a claim my love what's the claim that he's making that ends up in prohibiting her upon him he's claiming I found her to be open already I felt that she was not closed. She wasn't a virgin. So what do we see from this? This whole, this point. This is Abaye's point. That our Mishnah, by insisting on the weddings taking place on Wednesday so as to prevent him from cooling off and coming to the court uh, with his uh, claim that... Uh, with a claim that will answer her on him because that's what we're concerned we don't want we don't want him continuing to live with a woman that's prohibited to him and in order for that to set in he has to come with a claim and what's the claim so we see that this the uh, the halacha that uh, Rebbe Lozer specified he, he, he stated explicitly is all is really uh, based upon the Mishnah, the Mishnah, and it's establishing Wednesday as the time for the Basula marriage. The Gemara says, "Lo, we don't see from this Mishnah that the claim of Pesach Pasuach is that which will answer her on him. Rather, the Kotoyin Tainas Domim. The Mishnah is speaking about a case where he says, "I did not see blood on the sheet." After a, the act of intimacy 
with uh, for with a girl for the first time, as we've said already so many times, that there is a resultant blood flow from the uh, from the penetration of the besulim. And he's saying something that is quite objective, something very obvious. I did not see any blood. That's called, Rashi says, a tainim vureris, a clear claim. And something like, a claim like that is not something that we would counter by saying, oh, you can't really be so sure. However, the claim of Pesach Pesuach will tell the guy, uh, how do you know? How, how can you be so sure? And as a result of our skepticism, she will not be usher to him. That's as far as if you had just the Mishnah. And hence the Mishnah does not support, it doesn't serve as a basis or, a, or an allusion to Rebbe Lazar's halachas. So Rebbe Lazar can say what he does, but don't say, don't, don't claim like Abaye did that the Mishnah can serve as a basis for that. We continue in the Gemara. Amar of Yudah Mar Shmuel, Ho'imer Pesach Pasuach Motsasi, Nemon Lahafsidok Subasa. A man who claims that I found her to already have been opened. She was, um, as far as we're understanding things, uh, he's claiming that she was with another man because I found her to be open already. She is believed, according to Shmuel, to he's believed to uh, cause her to lose her ksuba. The money guaranteed to her uh, based on a, uh, we'll call a, a legitimate marriage is no longer the case. And he's claiming thusly because Pesach Pesuach Matsasi. On the side of the Gemara, we have the Nosei topic heading Din Shel Shmuel HaToyim Pesach Pesuach Matsasi Ne'amon Aflav Sidok Subasav. We pointed out this out in our introduction to today's year that Shmuel is going further than Rebbe Lazar, whereas Rebbe Lazar says his claim of Pesach Pesuach Matsasi is um, accepted to prevent her from continuing to live with him, he can prevent upon himself things that otherwise are mutter. However, financially, he can't cause her to lose the ksuba. Shmuel says, yes, he can. On the, uh, under the Mivneh heading, we introduce the diamond that we saw around Shmuel. This is Litzor Kesher Ba'omen Ha'ba'an Da'af Yudaman Aleph Im Oid Memra Shalot. We want to create a connection between Shmuel's comment here and a comment he makes later on Da'af Yud Omen Aleph. We continue in the Gemara. Omar Rav Yosef, my Komash Molon, what does Shmuel reveal to us? Tanina, what he is telling us we already know. Note that we have a long point. So the source says, Tanina, Ha'oichaletzachomivbihuda, Shaloi Be'edim, a man that married a woman, did Kiddushin with a woman, and he has a uh, meal by his father-in-law in the Yehuda province. Yehuda was the, the southern uh, part of uh, Eretz Yisrael. And he has a meal without witnesses present. So that he, there he is with his wife uh, in private with his wife in Yehuda. He cannot, after they do uh, uh, their chuppah and consummate their marriage, 
he cannot claim that I don't find her to be a virgin. Because prior to the chuppah, he was already in private with her, and we suspect that he already himself had intimacy with her. The uh, we mentioned, of course, before that there was a time period between the Kiddushin and the Nisuin. So he had already married her in the, at the Kiddushin level, had a meal with her, in, and they were in private, they were together, witnesses were not there. Several months later, he stands with her under the marriage canopy, and then has formal, uh, we'll say, bias mitzvah with her. We say that if uh, we say that if you think that you're going to claim that she is a not a basula because she was with another man, sorry, you were the one that uh, had uh, the initial intimacy with her. Now we continue in the Gemara. In the province of Yehuda, he cannot make that claim. What we call tainas basulim that I don't find her to be a basula. However, in the Goliel region, where they didn't have this practice of uh, keep of uh, allowing the the new couple to be uh, in private with one another, in Goliel, therefore, he could make the claim. Ulamai, the nature of his claim. What is what is he going to be? What is the result of his claim when he says that she is not a basula? If the outcome of the claim is to make her usher to him unto himself, Behuda Milo, why in the Yehuda region would he not be believed? If he says, I was never with her before the chuppah, and now after my first intimacy with her, I find she is not a basula. She must have been with some other man. So even in the Yehuda region, he could make a claim like that. The result being, she would be usher to him. Why would there be any distinction made between Golil and Yehuda? In simple terms, the claim that he's making is a claim from his standpoint, a claim of certainty. And a person who makes claims of, of, of a, of a um, definitive certain nature, certainty nature, that will usher her unto him. A person can make things that are usher, uh, uh, things that are otherwise mutter, usher unto himself. That, that would be effective even in the Yehuda region. So the inference from this source that says that in Yehuda he can't make the claim, but in Goliel he can. Well, regarding what? It must be that he's making this claim of Pesach, of, of, uh, of she was not a Basula because she was with another man, not just to answer her on him, but to actually cause her to lose the Ksuba payment. He's causing her to lose the Ksuba payment with a claim that he's making. His claim is that she's not a basula anymore. She wasn't a basula. But what's he saying to uh, convey that idea to us? My love, the kotoin tainus pesach Is it not so that he is saying, I found her to be open already. That when I had intimacy with her, I did not feel that this was her first time. 
So this is Rav Yosef's challenge to Shmuel. Rav Yosef asked, what is Shmuel telling me that I don't know already from Tanaic literature, from this Mishnah later on? This Mishnah later on, and its, and its inference, tells me exactly what Shmuel was trying to tell me. So I don't need Shmuel as an Amora when I already have a Mishnah telling me that. Loi. The Mishnah is not telling me, or through its inference, that in Golil he would be believed with the Taina of Pesach to cause her to lose the Ksuba. What Taina would cause her to lose the Ksuba, what claim would cause that? The Kotoin Tainas Domim. He's claiming that I did not see blood on the sheet uh, after our intimacy. Rashi, toward the bottom, lo. I will tell you that things that he cannot clarify for us, he's not going to be believed to cause her to lose the money that is coming to her through the Ksuba. The inference that we made from the Mishnah that in Golil he would be able to play, make a claim the is domim. He's claiming that he didn't see the blood. And we have to add that there were guards there, there were these accompanying individuals, son that checked them out, was no subterfuge here, and it's not a case where he did see blood and he threw out the sheet. Because these Shushpinen are in full control over the circumstances and they know, they can tell us that that did not happen. The Taina Bruruhi, that's a clear, definitive claim. In other words, here's the sheet, and you see there's no blood on it, and this is the sheet that we used. And hence, it's clear that, uh, it's clear that she had been with another man. And as a result of that, he is not going to pay her the ksuba. But a claim of simply Pesach Pasuach Matzasi, uh, outside of Shmuel, from the Mishnah standpoint, we would not say that you could cause her to lose the ksuba. Shmuel nevertheless says that even the time of Pesach Pasuach Matzasi, he is believed to be mafsid her the ksuba.